Hey, thanks so much for joining us on our channel today. We wanna to encourage you to subscribe and like today's video. Also, today's word is brought to you by our Truth Partners. These are people who want to financially invest to help us get this message of truth to around the nation and around the world. You can become a Truth Partner today by simply going to creativechurch.com slash give. Again, thank you for partnering with us on this message of truth, and thank you for liking and subscribing to today's video. God bless you. I pray this sermon blesses your life. It's my honor and privilege to continue in this opening series of the year, Fire Your Job, Hire Your Purpose. And like Rachel said, my name is Andrew Isaac. I'm one of the ministers here at Creative. And um, I've been in the church for, it's gonna, this year is going to be 20 years. 20 years. Since it, was, since it was founded by our lead pastors, Pastor Jonathan and Joanne Brozazog. And don't you love our pastors? And I'm so, just want to honor them. Uh, love them so much. I'm so very, very, very thankful, grateful for the leadership, for the vision. Excited for next week for Pastor Jonathan to be back. And the release of the book. Uh, raising parents, um, and just uh, if you didn't get that note, um, it's going to be here. The actual book will be here. Creative Church gets it first. And so every family here next Sunday, every family will walk out with a free copy of the Raising Parents book. Make sure you're here. Don't miss it. It's just while supplies last for the series. And, uh, and then it'll also be on sale if you want to pick up a few for some friends and share it with people. Make sure you're here for that next, uh, next week. So, um, are you ready to get in the Word today? Mark chapter 1. I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 1 or scroll with me, whichever way you're doing it. Mark chapter 1. As you're looking, you know, we we're rounding up our 21 days of fasting here this coming week. And I believe God's been doing some stuff. I've, I've heard of some great testimonies already. Things God has been speaking to you, sharing with you during this fast breakthrough that's been happening. And it all rounds up this coming Saturday. I'm inviting everybody from every location, or even if you're a visitor in town from online, to come Saturday night, this Saturday at 5 p.m. for our night of worship and prayer where we'll end this fast together as a church and just spend some time in the presence of God. And uh, I'm expecting amazing things. So be there for that. Mark chapter 1. Verse 35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place, just all by himself, where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. This is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee and preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Let's pray this morning. I want you to pray for me. And I'll pray for you. Lord, we come to you today. We know that your Bible has no accidents that every word is intentional, and you have an intentional message for us today, God. So let us open our ears to hear what you have to say and open our hearts to receive it. Speak to us 
have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you fist bump somebody? You guys can have a seat. And um, the question I want to unpack today is how do we get to what's next that God has for us? How do we get what he has for us next? As one of the ministers at Creative, and it's particularly overseeing some of the student ministries, our teenagers, our college night group, our internship, I have this privilege that I get to talk to a lot of people who are at the crossroad of purpose and decisions, big, big life decisions, career and relationships and marriage and ministry and how do I access and discover the gifts God has for me and learn how to use it? So I want to address that today. And if you're 16 or 60, I believe this message is for you. and You're going to get something out of it. So I want to encourage you to take notes and maybe even share some of these notes with somebody. Encourage them this week. Um, speaking of gifts or opening gifts, um, we, just, we just came past Christmas. And some of you guys know I have a two-year-old son named Wesley. He's awesome. And we got him a really great gift uh, for Christmas. He was, he was thrilled with it. They might have a clip of it. But uh, we, we woke him up that morning, brought him downstairs. And if you know anything about him or seen him in church, he is obsessed with drums at church. So we got him his own little junior little drum set. And he was just over the moon with excitement about this drum set. And I have experience. Some of you have been here for a while. You know Creative used to be a portable church. We used to set up and tear down every week at the high school, every Sunday. So I learned a little thing or two about putting together a drum set. <laughs> so I was there Christmas Eve. Pulled it out the box and got it all the pieces and all the things. And I don't need these instructions. And I just went for it and put this thing together and had to consult the instruction manual. Uh, that's another sermon, though. But um, I wanted to show you today because he likes the drum set, but there's a particular part of the drum set that he really, really loves, a particular piece that he, like, it's a favorite part of the gift, one of his favorite parts of the gift. And I, and I actually brought it today. In fact, they have it. Backstage. If you could bring it out. I, I brought it here today because I want to show you. Um, it's in there. And I'm going to show you because you, you, it, it's funny what kids really enjoy and love, and uh, I, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to make sure, careful Cortez, but just get it, get it here, um, I want to make sure you guys see this, because it, it, it really spoke to me, it actually showed me something um, uh, that I wanted to talk about today, so I want you guys to see it as well, and so you guys want to see what's in this box? His favorite part of this, I mean, he's like thrilled, he likes the drum set overall, but there's a piece of this thing, this gift that he really, really, really enjoys. And I didn't realize he'd enjoy this much. You guys wanna see? I'll show, I'll show you later, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that. Um, but, uh, you know, I always try, you know, I wanna get back to the Bible story. I always try to pay close attention to the conversations Jesus has, what he says and what people say to him and his responses and their responses. And so Jesus is in the solitary place praying and, Simon and his crew, they come to find him and they say, everyone has been looking for you. They've been searching around everywhere trying to find him. And his response was interesting because he didn't really even address their concern. 
He didn't even say anything about the fact that they were looking or he had left them. He didn't say, oh, sorry, guys, y'all were sleeping, so I got up early. I came over here. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I put it away. Sorry, I didn't get your text, but I've been over here praying. He didn't say any of that. His response was, all right, let's go somewhere else. Let's go preach to more cities, more towns, more villages. Let's get the word out more. Let's expand this thing. Hey, I just want to take a moment and let you know that today's sermon is brought to you by our Truth Partners. If you're interested in being a Truth Partner, simply go to creativechurch.com slash give and select Truth Partners today. Again, please subscribe and like today's video. It's blessing you. It's blessing your family. And hey, let's get back to the word. We want to expand the ministry. In fact, one of the big parts of the vision of Creative Church this year is launching what will be our third campus in the city of Andover, which is a little north from here. Yeah, it's exciting. We have the Maple Grove campus. We have our Spring Lake Park campus. And God is doing some amazing things at each campus. And you might say, why would we, we got great buildings. We got a lot of great people. Why would we can build it and do more and give so much more and, and all of that to open a new campus? And churches around the world have been doing this uh, in the last several decades of opening more locations of the one church. Why would we do that? Well, it's because we love people. We want to see more people get to know God. More people hear the message of hope and healing and restoration. More teenagers rescued and more people, more marriages restored. And the gospel of truth and hope preached to more people. In fact, Jesus was basically saying, this is why I've come. This is why I even gather a group of people so that we can take this message further. So every healthy body of believers should be figuring out and planning how to expand the message. How to get it further. How to get into our prisons. That's part of the vision, prison ministry. Our ultrasound bus ministry. How to get that going, reach more people beyond even these four walls. And, and so he says, we're going to go to that next level. Specifically what the level is, is growing this ministry. Getting to more towns and more villages and preaching the gospel and casting out demons. And if you recall, you might have been here. This series, Fire Your Job, Hire Your Purpose, it's actually a spin-off series from a, a sermon, a one-time sermon Pastor preached back in September. Pastor Jonathan preached a message called Fire Your Job, Hire Your Purpose. One of the things he said there that I, I wrote down and I'll never forget is that people are often, well, he was talking about entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial spirit, and people are often uh, having these vague, cliche comments of what they want to accomplish. This year, especially around New Year's, this year I want to go to the next level. You know, I, I, this year I'm going to just, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow in my faith. But what does that actually mean without any specifics? How do you know when you got to the end of the year that you grew? How do you know that you got to that next level? What was that next level? Or sometimes we say, man, I'm going to a whole nother level, which is really the only time we ever use the word nother. <laughs> it's actually another, and we split it up and put hole in the middle of it. I dare you this week to use the word another without hole in front of it. Try it. Figure, figure it out. That's your challenge 
this week. A whole nother level. But what does that really mean? Jesus is actually very specific. And when we're going to him for purpose, God, what's next? What is that next level? What are we doing? We want to find out how he's going to teach us and show us what the purpose is. And he's specific. The next thing is go to this next town. The next thing is expand the message. The next thing is this particular area of growth that I'm trying to do through you. This is why I've even assembled you guys as a body of believers. But I'm always interested in cause and effect. So if this was the effect, Jesus saying, let's go to the next level. This is the next level. What was the cause? What got him to share that with the disciples? What got him to the place where he activated this next level? Well, I looked at what they said. Because sometimes we don't get the next key part of our purpose from God until we open up our mouth and say the right thing. And they said, all they said was, everyone is looking for you. And it seems like, well, he didn't answer that. But I feel like in a way he did. Wesley, my two-year-old, with his toddler bits of vocabulary and his very limited communication tools, he has found a way to express to me, his dad, that he loves the drums. He expresses it all over the place. Whatever two things he can get, two straws at the restaurant, two little sticks, whatever, he'll be hitting some things. He'll be beating on some things. Whenever he's in church, you know, he goes to our kids' area and our nursery area. But then on the way out, he's got to stop by the sanctuary when everybody's gone and get on this stage and, like, play the drums. He wants some time with the drums. He watches drum tutorials on YouTube even a little more than cartoons. He has shown me that he loves and wants to be a drummer. He never specifically asked me, Dad, can you get me a drum set? In fact, I don't know as a toddler if he didn't cross his mind that that was even possible, that his dad could actually get him one, that he could have one at the house that would be his own. I don't know that he even thought that. But he didn't have to ask me that for me as a dad to see what he was trying to communicate and respond with, here, I'm going to give you something now that will get you to the next level. I'm going to give you something specific because you've shown me what you want. You've shown me what you desire. Now I'm going to meet you right there with this gift and his favorite part, his favorite piece of this thing. You want to see what, what it is? I'll, I'll get back to that in a little bit. We're going to see... We're going to see what it is, but he watches these tutorials, and his favorite, as a two-year-old, his favorite TikToker right now is our very own Creative Church nine-year-old drum protege, John Miles Brogman. He's got like a billion followers, and my son literally watches his videos and wants to watch them again. He sees someone about his size almost that can play drums like that. That's amazing. So what, was the, what were the disciples expressing in that statement, everyone is looking for you, that resulted in Jesus giving them their next thing? Because that, that's key. We as a church, I think, as a family, as a team, need to get to the place where we are all in unity looking for the same thing, that thing being Jesus. Primarily, everyone is looking for you, God. Are we all actually here seeking 
God first. Because there's a lot of reasons why people come to church. There's a lot of purposes in coming to church. There's a lot of things we look for when we gather as a church or we go to our small groups or go to youth group or whatever it is. There's a lot of things. Some of us are looking for recognition, looking to feel good, looking for an uplifting message because we had a bad week, which is all good stuff. Some of us are, are looking for friendships and looking for business connections. Some of us are in this room right now, came to church looking for that spouse. Someone over on this side of the building is looking for a wife. Little do they know their wife might be on this side of the building looking for a husband. We just need to get y'all together. That's why when small groups come, you better sign up for as many as you can because you never know which one she's in. You never know. That's the number one reason why college night is growing so fast, that young adult group, (laughs) which is okay, all right? It's okay to come and look for different kinds of things that meet different kinds of needs and desires and prayers in our life to gather with the body of believers. I mean, what better place to be looking for your spouse than in the house of God, right? But I think Jesus was kind of waiting for them to get on the page where their primary pursuit together was Jesus. They weren't casually looking, waiting around for him, waking up that morning and saying, oh, y'all seen Jesus? I thought we were about to leave and see outside. Is it maybe, oh, you haven't seen him? Okay, well, we'll wait for him to come back. They didn't do that. They were desperate. The translation of looking for in that Bible is actually anxiously and frantically searching So they got up and were like, we can't make a move without him. Where is he? Have you guys seen him? No, let's let's go over to the mountain and see if he went up there, if he went down to the river. If we're looking, lifting up rocks. I don't know if they were lifting up rocks, but they were looking for him frantically until they got to him. And when they got to him, they were able to express, hey, everyone is looking for you. We're all in unity For the same reason, because we cannot make a move without you. We don't want to go anywhere without you. We don't even want to start this day without you. Sometimes we get caught up in in the things God does. Peter, Simon Peter and and those disciples, they could have easily been, man, I can't wait till the next miracle you're going to do. What's the next story you're going to teach me? What's the next thing you're going to say that I could write down and then post on social media and sound deep? What's the next healing? When's the next time you can take some of that water and turn it into a little wine? But I think Jesus was waiting for them to say, I, I actually don't want just the stuff you give me. I want you. I don't just want the things you do for me. I, I want You, all of us, all of us are now on this page where we are realizing we don't want just your gifts. We want the giver. We want the giver. We enjoy gifts like Wesley enjoys his drums. And he's got that piece, this piece of the drum that he's like, I'll show you in a little bit. I'll get get back to that. And and we'll see what's in there. But could our pastor, Pastor Jonathan, like Simon was... 
somewhat of a pastor to this group of disciples. You'll see later he actually becomes more of a pastor and he's kind of the spokesperson for the group. Could our pastor, as, as Creative Church, could our pastor go to God on behalf of us and speak to the Lord and say, without a doubt, everyone is looking for you. Are we all on that page? Are we all purposed to do that? And I believe we'll, we'll see miracles like we've never seen and demons cast out and people being healed and the unclean being clean through the voice and the word of Jesus, that next level, the expansion of what God wants to do in our lives and in this ministry. Are you, as the leader of your home, dad and mom, are you able to go to Jesus on behalf of your family and say, I don't care what they're doing, I don't care what they're doing, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Everyone here is looking for you. Now, will you show us what's next? Are our student leaders, our young and creative team, going on Wednesdays on behalf of their generation to the Lord, saying, hey, everyone here, are they motivating our peers and our, our circle and our companions like Simon was to say, hey, let's not get distracted, guys. Let's, let's focus on one thing here, and that's Jesus. And I think that's why he responded with, all right, now you're ready for what's next. Because you're looking for me. He inspired them. He got his friend group together. He got, he got all that going. And Jesus was like, I, all right, I clearly have no choice because you are now. Like, I clearly had no choice but to buy this drum set. Because it's clear to me that's what he desires. That's what he's hungry for. I'm going to give him that next thing. I'm going to give him. He didn't even ask specifically for it, right? He may not have even known. What are the things that we don't even know is the next thing that God has for us? We don't even know how to ask for it because we don't know what it looks like. But he doesn't want us to need to know what it looks like. He just wants us looking for him. And he'll show it. And he'll lead us. Now let me break this down here because everything God put in this story is for a reason, I believe. And I think God's going to try and show us something here. You know, they were looking, they're frantic, but where were they looking? Because if you want to find something, you got to know where to look, right? If you want to find someone, sometimes we're searching around for Jesus. I don't see him. I don't feel him. I don't hear him. I don't know what he's saying. I believe in him, but I don't, I'm, I don't know where to find him so that he can give me that word. It's kind of like when you're looking for your keys and you're late. And someone comes and has the nerve to ask you, well, where was the last place? <laughs> if I knew the last place, I wouldn't be flipping up these couch cushions, now would I? I'm late. Can you just help me look? We all need to be in unity in this house and find this thing. Where was he when they found him? He was in a, a solitary place. A secluded place, a place away from all the people. A place of prayer, a secret place. Have we looked there? Do we actually even go there much? I think we often can get caught up in the, 
the busyness and we read the books and we're so educated and we know we got the motivational YouTubers that teach us step by step how to be successful in life. And we go through and we're like, if I do this, if I work a few more hours, if I wake up and do this, if I add this to my plate and I go here, I'll find my purpose, I'll find my destiny, I'll find my success. But it's not there that we find it. It's in the secret place with him. I love the modern church. I love the lights and the, and the instruments and the beautiful buildings and the smoke machines that rise out like a cloud in the Holy of Holies. I like all of that. I like the multi-campuses. I like the screens and I like the digital and I like, I, I, all of that. All of that is amazing, beautiful expressions of how we celebrate God and how we worship together. And it's excellent and it's important. But we don't find Jesus in all that stuff. In fact, a lot of us find Jesus, uh, some, some of our encounters with Jesus are when we're alone and we are in that secluded, quiet place and no one's around and there's no big building and there's no band playing leading us to do it. We, we're, there's no preacher at the stage. There. It's just you and him. It's just you and him. Do we even go there much? Do we ever have that quiet place, that solitary place? Maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's... Maybe it's in the shower. Maybe there's a place in your house. Maybe it's a time where you take that lunch break and you go sit in your car with your Bible because you're fasting anyway and, and it, you want to just spend some time away from everybody who's eating food. And in those moments, it's, it's the, sometimes those times where the tears start streaming down your face and you get in the presence of God because he wasn't in the lights and the sound. You know? He was in that. He was in that place, and we have a moment to just pause, and, and we live out what the psalmist said when he said, be still and know that I am God. In the stillness, what makes it a secret place? Well, what makes a secret a secret? People don't know about it. That's the secret. That's what makes it a secret. The general public doesn't know about it. Only a few know, that's why it's a secret. If everybody knew, it wouldn't be a secret. And the world knows about stages and lights and concerts, customer service. The world knows about motivational talks and charismatic leadership, right? The world knows about marketing strategies, business models. And I'm saying let the church use all those tools, but that's not a secret. That's not a secret. Everybody knows about that. What the world doesn't know is what the secret is that only the believers know is that place, the place where all the lights fade away and everyone else fades away and you're there and performance is nothing. That place that doesn't look like anything the world has ever seen is a secret. We say we're looking for Jesus, but sometimes we're looking for a show more than anything else. Sometimes we're looking for that preacher or that singer to emotionally move us to tears and then we feel like we got something from God. And that's great and that's fine, but that's not where it is. It's in the secret place. Jesus, where are you? Everyone is looking for you. I've been in the performing arts areas of ministry and the music and the band and I've been backstage with the band before uh, right behind the curtain, ready to say, all right, service is about to kick off, getting a little amped for this awesome 
show we're about to do. And it's kind of a fine line, kind of maybe sometimes a blurry line between this performance we're about to do and we're getting amped up for this performance and the song we're about to sing and perform and, and actually coming here to see what Jesus is going to do. I think that happens to a lot of people. It's a fine line. Am I looking for something the world has never seen? Am I looking for the one I met in that secret place? I can't, did I come together with my church and my family and all of us, and I can go to God and say, everyone on the same page, and you, everyone is looking for you, Jesus. Am I standing here as a man of faith? From my home with my wife and my son behind me and my family, my household. Am I going to God saying, I don't know the purpose. I don't actually know what the next step thing is. I don't know what I should do in 2023. I don't know how I should go to the next level. I don't know, but I know you know. And right now, I don't need to know. I just know everyone here is looking for you. Will you now tell me and let him open up my eyes to see something I've never seen. Let him show me something I never knew was possible. I didn't actually know that that would be the next step, but he spoke to me. Everyone is looking for you. He gets me to that place where eye has not seen and ear have not heard and mind doesn't know what God has in store to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think or imagine or even dream of. Could he show me? So when they got to him and they said, everyone is looking for you. He said, okay. Okay, now you're ready. Let's go to the next level. Now, now it's time. I, will, I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you, church, to get all on the same page about this thing. I was waiting for you to finally put first the real pursuit of just me and relationship with me. Not checking off the box that we're doing the Christian thing. I was waiting for you. God, we're looking for you. Frantically. We don't have to just wait and just sit there. The book of James says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. We kind of want to sit and wait. Well, I'm not going to do anything until you come find me and tell me what to do, Lord. And he's sitting there waiting on us. We want him, but are we even looking for him? Looking for is an action. You have to take steps and actually go look. If you sit in the same mess you've always been, wonder why things aren't changing. Some of us love Jesus, but we're in a dead end. Dead end job, dead end career path, feeling like a dead end marriage, dead end relationship, dead end faith, a dead end Christianity that just goes around in circles, up again and down again and back where we started. We get excited about 21 days at the beginning of the year and then things go back to normal and nothing actually changed. We didn't go anywhere new. We didn't find anything. We didn't discover anything new about our purpose or what's next or, or what decisions to make and get some wisdom from God. We need a change of pace. We need to get, stop going to the same places where he's not and trying to find him. Simon got his, it's interesting that the, the verbiage there is Simon and his companions. It didn't just say Simon and the other disciples. It was kind of making a comment, I think, about Simon and the people he chose to do life with. 
that he picked a group of companions and has now all together compelled each other to search for the same thing. Sometimes we hang around some companions who are going in different directions and not searching for God and not putting Jesus first. And we're letting them speak into our lives and them being our confidants and them advising us. And we're not all on the same page. And we wonder why when we go to God, he's not moving, he's not answering because, we haven't, because our group of companions isn't on the same page. We can't say everyone. We might say, I'm looking for you, but the people I'm around aren't. I think it was a comment to Simon, Simon's ability to find his right circle. Some of us in this year, we need to switch our circle. We need to analyze and say, if these people aren't on this page, I, I need to find, I love them, but I need to find people who are hungry like I am for God to move, for God to speak. For him to show me what to do next. You don't find him among those people who are going another direction or at those places that you shouldn't actually be in the first place. Luke 24, 1 is one of my favorite passages. On the first day of the week, the women took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. Easter Sunday and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Why are you at the tomb looking for him? Why are we still around those dead people with dead theology, dead faith, watching dead YouTube channels and, and dead news commentaries that don't have life in it, doesn't have Christ in it, and we're trying to find our direction and our voice, and we're looking for purpose there. And he said, why are you looking for the living? Why are you looking for your risen Savior among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. We need to get around the right atmosphere for this. Leave the tombs alone. Leave that whole graveyard alone. It's dead over there. The band could come up because I'm getting ready to close, but I think about why we don't pray. And I think sometimes we're just too grown. Like, what does it look like? My coworkers over there, I'm sitting over here talking to some imaginary friend reading this book from thousands of years ago and they think I'm crazy. This is weird. This doesn't make sense. You know, I should be, you know, following those steps that I saw my motivational speaker and my coach tell me and my financial planner and I, I need to get all of that in line. That's what I need to spend time doing. What am I doing over here alone in this moment? I don't hear him. I don't feel him. I don't know how to get there. This is weird. Christianity is actually kind of crazy looking. And I'm sitting here, and we get a little too calculated in life, almost too calculated for faith. And it doesn't add up. I need to accomplish more this year. We'll spend more time in prayer. Well, that doesn't add up. I need to accomplish more. That means I need to go out there and do more things, right? Get it done. I need to hustle. Be self-made man. And hustle, hard work, that's good. It has its place. But when we're 
doing that and going through it and still not feeling like we have direction and real purpose and real answers, sometimes we got to take a step back and say, am I going to that secret place? Which sometimes takes a little bit of childlike faith to get to that secret place where you are talking to someone you can't see and believing that they're real. And you are looking a little foolish to the world. But you know. Right? You, you know. And it takes that faith. It takes that awe and that wonder as a child. It takes faith to say, I'm not going to eat what I want to eat because the pastor said we're fasting for 21 days. And I know the world knows about diets, but this isn't a diet. This is a secret weapon of the believers. That's what fasting is. It's a, it's a world doesn't get it. It's actually really, really simple. This childlike faith reminds me of my son who has this awe and wonder about everything. And he gets this gift Christmas Day. And now he thinks, because he doesn't have a concept of time, so now he thinks every day is supposed to be Christmas. Or his birthday. He wakes up and says, it's my birthday. Where's my present? I'm like, it's not your birthday. Well, it's Christmas. It's not Christmas either. Because he loved this moment that he got this present and he had this, like, excitement and this thrill. And you know what it's like, parents, to see that on your kid's face. And it was powerful. And, and uh, I want to show you guys. what You guys want to see what's in this. Because I want you to see what it was that, like, lit him up so much. And, and, and it moved my heart. And, I, and there's a piece of this gift that he, um, that, he, that he has in this box. And I wanted to let you guys know it. You guys want to see it? You guys want to see it online? You want to see it? Chat in the chat that you want to see it. I'm going to show you. All right. This is it. This is, he got this on Christmas Day, and this has been his favorite part. It's been really cool. Because um, there's a lot of pieces to that drum set, right? There's the kick, and, the, and there's the snare, and there's, right, and there's the, the, the cymbals and the, all the pieces and the little tuning key and all that. And, uh, but this is his favorite part. And, and we got kind of just, the, I brought it in the same broken box that, I, let me see if I can. It's the box. Just the box. Just the box. One day, he was playing on the drum kit, and then he put down the sticks, and he walked over to the corner of the room where I have this box because it's not recycling week. And he says, can I get in it? And I said, are you already done playing drums? You just played for a few minutes. Like, Daddy got you this, like, amazing drum set. Like, I put it together. Got it for you. You, you don't want to spend a little more time playing with it? You want to get in the box? But he said, can I get in it? And, you know, it's always cute when a little tiny person gets in a tiny box. So I said, okay, cool. I picked him up and put him in the box. And he just smiled and he sat down like he's pretending to hide, and he comes back up, and he sits down. He's, like, playing with this thing. I'm like, okay. Well, pull the edge here. Daddy's going to pull you. So I pulled him. started pulling him. And he held onto the side. He smiled. And then I said, all right, we're going to go faster. And then we went faster, and I pulled him, and I did this forever. 
And here we are, going around and around on the carpet in this box around his drum set. I don't have to go to the gym that day or anything. And he is losing his mind, excited about this box. The box, bro. I got you this whole kit, shiny and new. And you want the box? And now it's kind of routine. He'll go, he'll say, can we go downstairs? And we go downstairs and he takes his sticks and he'll sit on the kit for a little bit and play a little bit. And a few minutes later, puts his sticks down and he walks over to this box. That's why I've kept it. And he wants to get in the box. And so I go, I go for it again and, and I do all that and I realized something as I was running around, pulling him around, back and forth. You know, to me, it's just this box. It's whatever. I can just throw, can throw it away. It's nothing to me. That wasn't important to me. But to him, it's a race car, right? It's like the roller coaster of his life. It's a rocket ship. And the other thing I picked up about this is that when he plays with his drum set, you know, I'll show him a couple things, and I give him the sticks, and then he'll try it, and he actually plays a little bit. It's actually really cool, and he's learning. One day he's going to be amazing at it, but he's, he plays, and he does his thing, but it's kind of by himself. But when he gets in this box, the way to play with this box is with me. In order for him to get anywhere in this box, he needs me. And to him... It doesn't matter how expensive that drum kit was. It doesn't matter how new and shiny it is. He doesn't need any of that. He just wants to play with me. And so this has become more fun in a lot of ways. Now, he loves the drum set too, but this has become more fun because now he's doing it with me. And sometimes I think God is getting us to the place where we can have the nice things. And we can have the job and we can have the car and the, and, and the house and we can have vacations and, and give things to our kids and be able to afford the things that we hustle so hard for and we run after and, and we enjoy. And those are blessings and those are great. But he's saying, hey, I want you to get to the place where you don't need any of that. You know, you don't need any of that. You just want me. You just want me. If you had none of it we had none of it. I'm just looking for you here, God. I just want, I just want that connection, that relationship with you, God. I Take everything else. I, I don't need it. I don't need it. Jesus, we're going to that secret place again. I'm declaring over Creative Church that we're going to that secret place again. That place where as a church we celebrate, but individually we know you. We know who you are. You're speaking to us. We put you as a priority. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you. The interesting thing about that scripture is it was right in the midst of about 70 years that God's people were in slavery. They were in bondage in Babylon. And then he says the scripture about seek me 
and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'll be found by you. And little did they know, freedom was the next thing he was going to do. The thing that you've been bound by for years. You've been stuck in for too long. You may not know when freedom is coming. You might not know if it's coming. All he's saying is just seek me. And little do you know that breakthrough is right on the horizon. Little do you know that next thing that he's taking you to, that expansion, that faith step is right on the horizon. And he's just wanting you to seek him. Just wants you to seek him. Lord, we're here. Come on, stand on your feet, everybody. Everyone is looking for you. Come on, raise your hands. Let's pray. Show us your glory. Show us your power. Show us your cause. Show us our purpose, God. Show us what you have for creative church and what to do next. God, speak to us. Show us. Show us what you want for our families next. Show us what step to take in our business. Show us what step to take in our youth ministry. Show us what step to take in our marriages. God, we're here. Everyone here is seeking you. Hey, if this sermon blessed you and your family, I want to encourage you to be a truth partner. You can do that by simply going to creativechurch.com slash give and partnering with us to help get this message of truth out to more people in our nation and around the world. It is our truth partners that make this a reality. Again, thank you for subscribing to our channel. Thank you for liking today's video. We'll see you back here on the channel real soon.